Welcome to the Peace Grows Here podcast. I'm your host, Yelena Fiafilatas, with my Blooming Heart Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And this is a place for you if you're looking for business strategies, emotional wellness advice, and stories from fellow ladies entrepreneurs. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Peace Grows Here podcast. I'm your host, Yelena Fangelatas, with my Blooming Heart Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And today I have an amazing guest from Canada. I actually was a guest on her podcast a long time ago, one of the very first ones. So I'm so grateful that she invited me over then. It gave me an inspiration to continue doing what I'm doing. So I'm just going to reciprocate and have her share her story because she is is mental health advocate, podcast host herself, TEDx speaker, and her name is Angelica. And I'm definitely not going to say your last name, right? Even though I rehearsed, I promise I rehearsed. So I'm just going to give it all to you. And maybe you can actually give you a full name. And then when you're done with that, you can go and share a story about you. Sorry, I couldn't do it. <laughs> No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm actually going to start by apologizing to you all for my voice. I'm just getting over a cold. So hopefully it's bearable for you as you're listening. Um, but my name is Angelica Galuzzo. You almost had it. And like Elena said, I'm a mental health advocate, podcast host, and TEDx speaker. So I've been doing this work personally for the last three years now. And my journey really started with my own battles with mental illness back in high school. I had a pretty typical story of the person who was suffering in silence for quite some time before things got to a crisis point and my family got involved. And that's really when things started to change for me because they finally understood how severe what I was going through was. And I was able to get the help that I needed you know, I was brought to the hospital. I started seeing therapists. I started medication that I'm still on to this day. And I was diagnosed with clinical depression and generalized anxiety disorder. And at that time, you know, I was struggling with self-harm, substance use, things that I definitely shouldn't have been doing as ways to cope, at, especially at that age. And it's been a really long journey. I'm definitely not cured today just because I talk about it and I have a microphone. Mm -hmm. um, but I really did just want to normalize the struggles that so many of us go through and make it a topic that people weren't ashamed to talk about. So that's kind of what brought me here today. I'm super happy to be connecting with you again. Um, and yeah, open to any and all questions that you may have about my journey. Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much for sharing. This has been such a big topic for me lately among my own friends of normalizing mental health struggles. And it's also been an interesting an observation that I made that we wait so long before saying something because we don't really have a culture of having those conversations in a easeful manner we usually either shut people down or shame them or just don't want to deal with it because we have our own problems that we're our our plate is full of so I feel like what you're doing step by step is breaking that stigma and creating a different climate when more people can get help sooner 
than later instead of waiting for a very long time they can actually speak up but also don't feel so alone in their struggle would you say is that something like the message you want to share with the world that you are modeling for others yeah the stigma piece is a big part of it but it's also a lack of understanding and education So this was, what, 10 years ago? Mental health was not at the point that it is today in terms of the way that society talks about it. And we've come a long way in that, you know, podcasts like this exist. People talk about it online and in media. Mm-hmm. But there's still so much that people aren't willing to accept themselves. And honestly, why I first started was I was so motivated to teach people the difference between mental illness and mental health. So obviously not everybody has a mental illness, but everybody does have mental health. And I really just wanted to get people uh, like just understanding about how individualized it is, you know, like this mm-hmm. is your mental health. This is what works for you. Might mm-hmm. not work for somebody else, but it's so important. It's connected to your overall well-being and like your levels of success in life. So I think just yes about the mental illness piece and sharing some of those harder stories but also just mm-hmm. everyday mental health and why it's so important for everybody to know about and take care of mm-hmm. yes uh and this is how i'm understanding it and correct me if i'm wrong it's not just important to speak about the mental illness to normalize it and just make it okay to share about such difficult things in the society but it's also very important to emphasize another side of that coin mental health in general and how individualized it is and how we need to take care of it and that it's okay to take care of it this is just my I guess um, addition to what you said because a lot of times mental health kind of got gets forgotten because we're so busy doing other things Yeah, it's definitely the societal and cultural standards that we have in our everyday lives that kind of makes mental health be forgotten about or pushed to the back burner because there's so many other things that we need to be doing. Um, so yeah, just bringing it back to the front, making sure people understand the importance of it and why it needs to be a priority and hopefully inspiring people to make those life choices to make it a priority and invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking back to what you said in the very beginning when you were sharing about yourself, how uh, you finally opened up to your parents and they rallied for you, around you, to support you. And that's uh, my hope for everybody else out there who are brave enough to finally speak up about themselves. And I wonder, you said it happened about like 10 years ago so. What it was like for you to, when you start noticing the first signs of you feeling better, what was, what was it like? Yeah, of course, not everybody has um, a good support system around them. I was very fortunate to have friends and family to help me through that journey. Um, and it definitely wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I started seeing a therapist and everything got better. It was a long road. I'm still going through that road as it's life. There's many ups and downs along the way. Um, but some of the first signs I noticed was just finding that 
passion again for life. And I actually got the word passion tattooed on my wrist because that was one of the first feelings of like happiness and joy that I found again after going through that really big depressive episode that lasted for a few years. But Mm -hmm. it was just passion for the things that made me happy to be alive because my depression was, I I describe it like a black cloud. So it was just Mm -hmm. sucking all the joy, all the good feelings out of my life. And it everything was just so mundane and gray. So mm-hmm. when I started feeling passionate about playing soccer, about being with people, about my school at the time, like these were the things that slowly started adding up and mm-hmm. allowed me to like be that happy outgoing kid again. So um, those were definitely the first signs that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely can agree with first of all what you were saying earlier that um it's a journey you know throughout our lives there are ups and downs and we're gonna encounter interesting moods and whatnot along the way but it sounds like you have found a way to connect with those passions of yours that bring you back to a joyful place inside and perhaps the more you notice them, the more you have connected with them and allow them to fulfill you easier. It was getting for you to kind of move along and actually at some point start entertaining this idea of like not just taking care of yourself, but also becoming a mental health advocate, which is like a another step to it, to your journey as a hero. I am imagining that. So I'm curious about how, how did you decide it? Like, what was your process of um, first noticing, okay, I can actually do this, you know, I can help myself. And it means that I have something important to share with the world and help others. What was the process like for you to becoming that mental health advocate that you are now? Yeah, so I kind of have like two sides to my story, but there was the big mental health piece. And then Mm -hmm. I was also a high level athlete in high school and into university. So my journey with soccer was also quite untraditional. I went through five knee surgeries in five years, which was very Mm -hmm. uncommon. Um, But it was all like intertwined with this time of my Mm -hmm. depression struggle. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of different factors that were impacting me. But also when I look back, like those were so many different pieces that were teaching me things that were allowing me to grow Mm -hmm. as a person, as an athlete, as an advocate that I was soon to become. And I think as I was going through these different things, I started just slowly like posting about them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I would share, you know, when I when I tore my ACL, I would share how Mm -hmm. crappy I was feeling, what was going on with me Mm -hmm. and that just slowly started to evolve with me sharing probably too many details online, but just more and more about um, what I was going through and how I was overcoming them, the good, Mm -hmm. the bad, the ugly, all of it. And it was the responses that I was getting to those first posts that really made me wonder like, wow, this can be something. Mm -hmm. People would respond saying like, me too. I've gone through the same thing. I thought I was the only one wow, I can't believe somebody's talking about this. And of course, I wasn't posting for that validation, but Mm -hmm. it really did validate me knowing that 
it was making a difference and people cared. People were being impacted by what I had to say. So I just kept doing that. And as time went on, I ended up joining different community groups on my university campuses that were about mental health, and athlete mental health. And mm -hmm. that was like the first time I was, I guess, known as like a community advocate. And I was doing things, I was posting about them and everybody knew that I was like the mental health girl. Mm -hmm. And I didn't start the podcast until COVID. So I actually called it my COVID passion project <laughs> uh -huh. because it was the first time, like most of us, we had time to mm -hmm. like settle down and feed into the things that brought us joy because there wasn't really much else to do. Mm -hmm. And since then, I, I haven't looked back. It's been an incredible journey and I've gotten the chance to connect with so many different people like yourself from all over the world. And mm -hmm. I just think when we hear different stories, we learn so much and we, we're able to gain so many new perspectives and lessons just from listening to people. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Hearing other people accounts is uh, quite much more inspiring than reading like a clinical book about depression and anxiety. Although I guess it may depend on how it's written, but when you hear someone like you saying like, oh, I went through this very difficult period of time in my life started off very dark you know went into the hospital did the whole thing found a therapist you know you moved yourself along this path of healing from whenever you started and I bet there are a lot of people who still kind of in their darkness so to say they are yearning for like a role model of sorts to show them that there is hope if you put one foot in front of the other slowly but surely will you find yourself in a better place you might not necessarily become a, a mental health advocate like angelica but you will be someplace else that it's better than now which brings me to a question when um you were in high school did you ever imagine doing what you're doing now, like being a mental health advocate, podcast host, you know, TEDx speaker and whatnot? Absolutely not. I just did not at all. Um, I was heavily struggling with suicidal ideation and suicidal behaviors. So I really did not even see myself. This is dark, but living past high school, I didn't mm -hmm. want to. I didn't see that for myself. So to be where I am today is honestly shocking. Mm -hmm. um, but as you were saying there that like some people might still be in that dark place and to hear me or other people share their, I guess, stories of overcoming, mm -hmm. that can be really, really hard for them to mm -hmm. even fathom. Mm -hmm. So that's why my favorite quote is actually like, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it right away. So I mm -hmm. always like to add that end piece because when you're in the tunnel, when your depression's taking over, there is no mm -hmm. light. You cannot see it. But if you force yourself to squint like far, far, far in the distance, if you see that like little slimmer of mm -hmm. light or hope, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's what you have to hold on to. And that was my passion. Mm -hmm. So it's there. I promise you, if you're currently struggling, um, you might not get there today or tomorrow, but down the road, I definitely believe that you can find your light. Yes, uh, indeed. Thank you for that beautiful visual, by the way. I just, I was just in a tunnel <laughs> myself as you were 
saying that first I didn't see the light because it felt like there was just too much darkness in front of me. And then I actually squinted my eyes like, oh, there is that one little one. And I have to just keep my eyes on it. I like have them stick to it like a, like as if there was like glue, some sort of a glue that kept my eyes right on it because in my experience working with um, depression, something that not necessarily I'm prone to, but I'm more like anxiety is my jam. That's how I call it. I found that more the more people find the way to connect with that, what was the passion for you and just keep at it. It slowly but surely break that, that break up that darkness into pieces and it becomes more manageable instead of like that big dark cloud we're kind of making it a little more, more and more manageable but it's such a profound and important thing to stay focused on the light you know and allow it to grow bigger and deeper and more hope giving and enticing just keep walking towards it so obviously I am quite immersed into that matter right now so thank you so much for it where what was I okay yes I was asking you if you were ever imagining to be where you at now and saying all of those great advices for the people who are going through the dark night of their own right this moment yeah it's so true they might not be seeing the light yet but it's there it's there it's just like you know the sun that we cannot see uh, that is blessing in my face right now <laughs> the clouds but it's there uh, so thank you so much for this quote i hope people can take it away with them as we speak so let's bring you to the present moment fast forward to now all of those years are now of this self-work self-realization and also extending that into the community feeling validated which of course when you get feedback it fuels you us everybody who has a message to the world what are you focusing on now if it would just into now and you your work now yeah um so the past few months i know this isn't coming out for another few months but i actually decided to go back to school and play another season of soccer this past september mm -hmm. and that was not something i had in my plans at mm -hmm. all i was i've been working full time for the past two years so that was like a big everybody was shocked <laughs> um yeah. and i think that experience was just really awesome but eye-opening for me because it mm -hmm. showed me that you know I don't need to stick to one thing and go for it there's so many opportunities out there and I just mm -hmm. have to make the decision to go mm -hmm. so unfortunately the podcast did have to take a little bit of a break the past little bit as well as my social media just because my brain's been preoccupied with so many different things right. um but currently I am actually looking at going back to school next year for a master's mm -hmm. program um, and I will be continuing to play soccer, hopefully. So mm -hmm. that's my current goal. That's what I'm focusing on. But also just getting back into the podcast. I I also love posting on social media. I love making videos and Yay. connecting with my community online. So I've, I've lost some of that the last few months with everything else going on. And mm -hmm. I've definitely noticed an impact to like how I feel about showing up to this work and Mm -hmm. that's why I was so excited about this recording today because it's the first time I've done something like 
mm-hmm. my platform related in a few months mm-hmm. actually. So, and I'm sorry that this is when I'm sick as well, but um, I'm like, as we're nearing the end of this year, as we're recording this, mm-hmm. I'm so excited for 2024 because I'm using that as like my restart to dive back into the things that fuel my fire and make me feel connected and like I'm having an impact on the community. So it'll definitely be getting back into podcast stuff, social media, and then figuring out my my school, my soccer, and my life essentially. So hopefully there's going to be a lot of big announcements and just continual progress in 2024. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. A cheers to that, to all of your plans and coming back to your community. It's I believe perfectly normal to step away and it's actually also modeling self-care <laughs> when you show people that oh I'm not doing and I'm not really trying to do everything at once because part of me knows that it's not visible it's probably just gonna create more of a mental health struggles if I'm so thinly spread so I'm happy for you to mention that you had to step back but you're coming back because there's a people who needs your message and it's cool that this podcast episode is the first one that you are engaging with as part of this plan of yours of coming back because I, I think I mentioned that briefly in the beginning your podcast when I was a guest it was like I think it was maybe the first one ever I ever done so um yeah life comes back around I'm curious though what what kind of um person you you imagining out there i i do that sometimes this thought exercise who you think could hear your message on your social media on instagram let's say who you would like to be part of it because you know they will benefit just putting it out there so maybe somebody in the audience can identify as such that's a great question So yeah, I think I relate best to people who are the same age as me because I share so much about what I'm currently going through and the people on my page um, can typically see that. So Mm -hmm. when I first started, it was like adolescence. And then as I got older, it turned into young adults just because I do talk so much about like the current struggles I'm facing and I just turned 25. Mm -hmm. So Um, me and my best friend actually recorded a podcast episode of us like talking about turning 25 and all the things that we're supposed to be doing at this age and Mm -hmm. what we haven't done what we want to do so I think yeah if there was anybody who would relate the most to my stuff it would be people who are similar in age to me and who are going through similar challenges and obstacles as I am Mm mm-hmm makes total sense and i hope that whoever is listening to this podcast right now already thinking about a few people like that unless there are themselves who they with whom they can share this podcast about your podcast your social media and bring more of those people to you so you can inspire them or just share the bits and pieces of your life story because but that's inspiring in and of itself so just keep inspiring people by posting about how you doing yeah 25 is an interesting age i'm 34 and that's another interesting age as well but we're not gonna get into that right now <laughs> uh, so i'm curious about the um, tips and tricks that you could 
recommend people to start doing? Maybe it's like a mindset shift. Maybe it's something that they can do daily, or maybe it's like a long-term focus of the self-work that you can recommend people get on sooner or later so they can reap the benefit of it. Yeah. So I came up with three for this question. Um, mm -hmm. First one is very practical, but it's simple. Is make your bed in the morning. That yeah. is something that has had such a profound impact on my mental health. And it sounds so simple and minuscule, but it is such a powerful act to wake up and start your day in a productive way and to leave mm -hmm. your room feeling fresh and clean and like you already tick something off your to-do list before going downstairs for the day. So I think that would be my first tip. Mm -hmm. It's easy enough for everybody to do. And it just, it makes you feel so good. And when you come back to your room at the end of the day and you're getting into a fresh bed, it feels better. You feel good. Um, I think that's just, that's one tip that I share with everybody. I think it can have such a big impact on your well-being. Um, my second tip is to literally write down a list of all the things that make you feel good or make you feel better about yourself life whatever it is mm -hmm. and I call this my when in doubt list mm. so if I'm having a bad day if something happened and I need to take my mind off something or if I just want to like actually take care of myself um, I have a when in doubt list and these are things that always make me feel good and I guess if I were to describe it it expands my window of tolerance so if I am having a really bad day or I need to make a decision, but I'm not ready yet, I can go do this thing and then come back to it with a fresh brain and mm -hmm. fresh eyes. Um, for me, some of these things are taking a long walk, listening to music, deep cleaning, mm -hmm. just things that genuinely like put me in a flow state or take me away from reality. And um, mm -hmm. they always, always, always make me feel good no matter what. It doesn't solve or cure whatever situation you're going through, mm -hmm. but it can have a big impact on your well-being before you get back into whatever that thing is. So that's been a really powerful tool for me as well. And then the last one is intentionally broad, but it is mm -hmm. actually intentionality. Mm -hmm. So setting intentions about what you're doing can have such a powerful effect on how you experience life. And that just goes to say that like the power of the mind is so, so strong. Mm -hmm. And say you are having a really bad day and you're you're just having like a lie in bed, watch Netflix day. Mm -hmm. What you tell yourself about it can ex completely change the experience you're having. Mm -hmm. You can say your intention is to lay in bed, get some rest, allow yourself to just chill and be calm for the day. Or you can tell yourself that you're being lazy and mm -hmm. you're lounging around, you're not being productive. So how you frame what you're doing will have such a big impact. If you're going to the gym, it can be that, you know, maybe you hate your body and you're trying to change it, or it's you're giving your body time to explore, you're building strength for yourself, you're giving yourself movement, you're building mental resilience. Mm -hmm. And like these things can just completely change how you feel on the inside, how you approach life on the outside. And I think that has been such a strong 
mindset shift for me throughout my journey because it really can be applied to anything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so just setting intentions, big or small, can absolutely have such a big impact on your mental health. So those would be my three. Mm-hmm. Make your bed in the morning. Uh, make a list of the things that you enjoy and then brings you joy. And then intentionality. And especially when it comes to notice how, how we frame our experience, what kind of meaning we're making. And then it goes into our self-talk around that. And like it can make us or break us, our self-talk. But it's something I've been also noticing so much. It can either take us in a direction of feeling better or it can just take us down and it's such a profound difference in between how you frame things like just the example that you gave was so good it's like you're doing the same thing you're sitting on a couch watching watching tv but what makes a difference is how you Mm -hmm. talk about it in your head Uh, thank you so much and (laughs) i just want to comment on the first one too i love it because it's like (laughs) here you go. This is like easy thing that you can do now. It doesn't take too much time, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of resistance around making bad. <laughs> I, can, I I totally relate to that. But at the same time, it's like, it's building a momentum uh, for your day. You check this thing off of your list, mental perhaps, but it might make, especially when we are going with like a, through a depressive mood episode, it's just like, oh, I actually did this. And it makes us feel good and gives us a little bit of more energy to do another little thing and another little thing and that it adds up. So I love it. It's so small, but it's not really, it's, it's the beginning of a momentum that can carry people on throughout their day. Mm-hmm. And that momentum's huge. And even if you are in a depressive episode and mm-hmm. if you can make your bed, you can still go lay on the couch if that's accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go have the most productive day ever, but it's just one thing that you know you can stick to and mm-hmm. that you can actually check off your list, which always makes you feel good. Yeah, right. Awesome. I hope that... Um people who needed to hear that they heard it and everybody else just made a mental note. If anytime you need to, you in doubt about your life, go and make a list about everything that you actually enjoy, make your bed and make sure that you're talking to yourself nicely in your head and the way you frame your experiences are also conducive to your well-being and not the opposite. So any words that you want to share, any wisdoms, like the thing that you want people to take away as we are about to end? I'm just going to ask you one more question about where people can find you, but anything else you want to add? Yeah, that was a beautiful little summary there. Thank you. Um, I think the one main message that's coming to my mind right now is just knowing that adversity is not a bad thing. And it's always so hard to see it in the moment. It's normally when we look back down the road, we can say that, oh, we learned something from that experience or we were able to do something because we went through that. Um, So if you can try to have those realizations a little bit closer to the moment, Mm -hmm. ask yourself those critical questions as you're going through it. What is this teaching me? How can I grow from this? 
how can I use this to my advantage, whether it's your personal relationships, your business, your life, I don't know. Um, but if you can just be really critical and understand that like it's an experience, it doesn't have to be a bad experience or a, or a good experience. Everything is there to, I believe in everything happens for a reason, but it's on a path for us and it's up to us to use these things in a way that makes the most sense to us. So adversity is not a bad thing. You will overcome it. You will learn something from it. And I think that's just a beautiful thing about life is that we're always <laughs> learning and we can use these hard times to better ourselves and our experience in life. So that's what I would say. Thank you so much because it's normalizing adversity. That's yeah, part of life. <laughs> it's probably gonna happen sometime down the road, and that's okay. That's okay. We're yeah. just gonna learn from it. We're not gonna be afraid of it. We're just gonna move through it and come out on the other side richer in terms of like the insights and discovery. So that's a beautiful framing <laughs> right there. Uh, so I hope everybody's taking it in. And just before we end, I wonder what is the best way for people to reach out to? I'm going to put everything in show notes so you don't have to spell it. But just <laughs> what is the best way to get to know you better? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. So you can find me at The Revolutionized Mind. Um, and then my podcast is also called The Revolutionized Mind. I swear I don't always sound like this. I normally sound better. So if you hated it today, I swear, try again, please. Um, and then also my my TEDx talk is on YouTube. So that goes into some of my details with clinical depression and how I've learned to live with it. So if you want to learn more about that, you can watch that video, but that's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you so much. As I said, I'm going to put everything in the show notes, uh, but I really just feeling so grateful for you being you and coming <laughs> along to my podcast as well, because I definitely believe in your message and I want more people to hear about it and i'm wishing you the best of it all in 2024 that is coming up in just a couple of days as we're recording this and may all of your plans come true and may your own mental health be there for you <laughs> to get all of those things up and going so yeah thank you so much for coming thank you for having me and congratulations on your podcast i'm so happy you started one thank you for having me back um and yeah just good luck to your platform your coaching and all the things that you're doing in your business and can't wait to follow you along on social media as well yay thank you so much there we'll uh, we'll talk on social media <laughs> bye 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 everyone thank you so much for listening and if you like this episode, you can help me to spread the word about it. Feel free to leave a review and share about it with a friend. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.